G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbag Sydney Review Show. There was plenty going on across the country on Saturday, but it did seem the familiar theme was Bookie's got the lot oh. once more. But uh, we still found a couple of winners and both Rob Scurry and Mark Roden finished in front, which was very nice to see. Uh, Mark Sheehan, how did you fare on the weekend? Uh, no losing day for me. I did save on a couple of winners, but um, I was on a lot of seconds. A um, few rides that I thought were a little bit ordinary. And a bit of form from me, a bit ordinary as well. So a bit of mixed day. <laughs> That's one of the, the ways that it works out sometimes. Rob, uh, yourself, how'd you see him in the yard? Pretty well. Got really hot early. Um, and then when I didn't back four moves ahead, I kind of thought, oh, you might you might have peaked here. There's only one way, and that's down. And, um, yeah, it didn't do too much damage. But, yeah, winning day, and good to be out there. All right. And uh, Mark Roden, as I said, you got a couple of winners, including Crone at big odds. I think Looks like Oh, no. Dropping in, dropping out. Mark Roden, you're back. Uh, you had a couple of winners there on the day at Randwick, including Crone at Big Odds. Yeah, Crone and O Presidents were good, and the, the two-year-old Philly. Um, but, yeah, the stake, my staking was a bit off, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, found, the right, uh, found some nice winners, but um, didn't have enough on them. Same old story. Okay, well, let's start at race two. We'll ignore race one because really they're not real races. But uh, race two, the skyline for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. As you said, O President for Waller and Clark was the victor there. Very slow tempo, seven lengths slow to the 600 on punting forms data. Rob, run us through some of these boys. Uh, o President out on top, happy to say. Actually, first four in order. First four in order. Headlong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the second horse looked a bit, a little bit fat, but that's okay uh, for a spin race. Um, so I think he can certainly improve. Um, big boy, uh, Captivant, means half waiting for him to come back. Um, I thought he, might, you know, I had a preconceived notion he might, he might be a bit more of a size, fourteen hundred meter horse, and it looks that way. Um, and that uh, the fourth horse is uh, one that we we backed at Rose Hill against that Rakik uh, thing. So. It, just couldn't have Shakiro. Um, yeah. I saw it win the Breeders or wherever it is on Epsom Day, and, and he looked he looked great that day. Uh, and he just looked a bit underdone to me, and um, can improve, but you know we'll need to. Yeah, well the market couldn't really have him either. Uh, Mark Shen, what are you doing with these two-year-olds? Oh, I think Halal should have won here. He he jumped a half a length in front and ended up giving the leader eight or nine lengths, and they walk so. I don't know if he's slipper band now. That's going to be pretty hard for him. He'd have to run a week before and then back up in the slipper. So three runs in four weeks. So maybe he goes to Melbourne for the size. Maybe he goes to the size in Sydney. But um, I think he should have won. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, certainly if he's looking uh, having a cursory glance at the data, he's clearly the most impressive going through the line. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tim Clark just got left alone in front on this winner and that's the one in the race. Um, my main bet in the race was Captivon, who I was a little bit disappointed with. Halal uh, ran straight past him. He, got, he really dropped the bit and got outpaced coming to the turn, Captivon, and I thought it was going to you know, drop out and run very poorly, but he, he got going again, but it looks like 1,400-1,600 metres for him, but you, you wouldn't back him to beat Halal at 1,400 metres just on the evidence of that, to be honest. Sure. I'll okay. just ask Rob, I didn't think he looked as good, Captivon, as the day that he won at Ramwick. He looked a bit stirry in the yard and sweated up compared to that day where he looked beautiful before yeah. he won his first race. So maybe still a little bit fresh because he did a lot wrong in the run, didn't he? Yeah, oh, I, I agree, Mark. He, 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 but he's certainly a very good type, um, yeah. as good a type as any here. But um, he's, he's a big boy too. Maybe he'd prefer a firmer track. <clears throat> 
Okay. Well, if the overall figure for the boys was just slightly better than benchmark, uh, the, the Phillies obviously produced a better figure purely off the tempo. They've gone fast here, uh, four and a half lengths fast to the 604 moves ahead, uh, which was one of the few favourites on the card and on the day to salute. Uh, held off She's All Class and Mallory, so that was pretty much your market right there. Rob, run us through the Phillies. Uh, yeah, this this thing found it at the first start, found it again. It's, it's just a real professional. Um, it walks around really relaxed, um, nice type. Got a, got a kind of lovely, lovely coat on it, sort of um, coppery chestnut, um, which I think still going to come through a bit more. So can improve, will improve. It's got lovely racing manners. Um, I think it's Philly with some ability. That The second horse, um, real little nuggety sprint type, close to top for Waller. I, th I think that's got a race in it. Uh, and old, old Mallory, um, you know, she's she's probably found, we found out how good she is. She's pretty good, but she's not top draw. Everything else, I, I can't see him jumping out of the ground to, to do anything back to Wednesday. Mark Sheen, how did you see this race? Yeah, I thought the filly was uh, very good. The winner, four moves ahead. Um, she sat right on a hot speed, and I think she was overdoing it a little bit too much there. Uh, she didn't look like she settled very well in the early stages. She still had a lap full of horse up the rise. And she found again, I think she was probably out on her feet at the finish, but to my eye, she wasn't uh, 100%. I think she'd be a lot better when they can ride her back and get get a smother. She's been up outside the lead or right on the speed in the death of the last two wins. So I think she'd be a lot better ridden quieter. Okay. And Mark Roden, this filly's produced the same figure on punting forms data in both starts so far. That's with 56 days off between runs. Uh, so consistent, if nothing else. Good sign. That's a platform. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just echo what Mark said. I thought, you know, she's all class was an eye-catching run from last, but I think there was more merit in four moves ahead run, but she was doing all that work on what was a much um, hotter speed than we saw in the Colts um, division. Um, she's all class. I mean, she's run on very well, but um, she was just bludging and doing absolutely no work. Um, <clears throat> sitting off a hot speed up front that suited her. You know, there's, there's merit in her run, but the winner was better in my opinion. Okay, race four was the Liverpool City Cup over 1,300, the group three. Very slow tempo here, 5.3 lengths slow to the 600. And as often you see in slow tempos, it produces any sort of result. And Think It Over managed to knock off Criaderis. Uh, Rob, could you have Think It Over based on looks? No, actually, Tom Markey asked me, is there anything that doesn't look good? And I said, I can't have Think It Over. Um, <laughs> he, he, looked, he looked fat. And, you know, I, I backed that horse, um, I think I think it was, yeah, it might have been Epsom Day again with Proper Beal and, uh, and Colding one. And uh, he was glowing that day over 1,800. Bossy couldn't get it done. And, yeah, look, I, I, I think these are a bit turn take. Because I had an icky feeling about this race. I sent no bet. Um Creadier has come back much better than it did at Kenzo. I saw it at Kenzo run first up. Um, I thought that would, you know, but ha I, I struggled to take a um, short price about a horse with that pattern. And at this point, we haven't really discussed it. I thought that it was it was the day you wanted to be on the speed. Um, and I just, just didn't think at $3.50 or whatever that that, that could be a bet. Um, I did my, I, so I got some of my Trumbull money back when it jumped. I thought that was... Uh, um, a good play, see if he jumps and then get on and I, I overdid it, so I was a bit hurting after this race and I don't know what to do with these, like the winner can, can go up in, up in distance and run well again for sure. Mark Sheen, what are you doing with this bunch considering it was such a slow race? Yeah, well uh, I don't know what Rachel was doing on Criadiris, uh, I think she missed the boat entirely here um, they were walking, she spent about a furlong and a half trying to ease back to get cover 
I think she would have been much better off letting this horse roll and come into it. Uh, I think the, from the position that he was in at the 700, he had no chance of winning. That puts a few of these others in the wheelchair, though. Um, some of these were right on speed and they're the pounce, but they were very one-paced up the straight. Look, he's got an awful racing pattern, but I just think uh, this was a very negative ride. Yeah, certainly when you have a look at the last 400 split, or from the 400 to the 200 and the last 200 to the finishing post, yeah, it could not have done anything more, Mark Roden. No, no. I mean, that's him, yeah. obviously, to some extent. But, um, yeah, that, maybe they've just got a preconceived notion about him that he has to be ridden absolutely stone cold and back last, but that's probably not the case, especially in a race where there's not much speed on up front. You know, that's that's real um, position over pace stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's probably cost him a win here, but, yeah, I don't know if he's a horse I'm ever going to be wanting to tuck the back. I mean, he's going to go around. He's going to be hard in the market almost every start of his career for the foreseeable future because he keeps putting in performances like this, but it aren't. I'm never going to find him. Yep, yep, exactly right. Uh, look, it's just one of those horses you can go through all of its career runs and find races where it's gone or travelled, say, the best part of nine lengths faster to the 600, and yet for some reason they're still up to, to ride for cover, as Mark Sheehan said, so what can you do? All right, race five was the Guy Walter over 1,400, group two for the mares, and Crone caused an upset... Um, at the price, but it's completely dominant going through the line. And uh, in terms of the overall speed, they've gone pretty even here to the 600, so 1.3 lengths slow. Uh, Rob, run us through Crone, Ice Bath, and Tricky Gal. Oh, I had um, Ice Bath on top, but I think I even said in the text, this is not a horse that's ever, ever, ever really helped us out, so it was a no bet race. But um, yeah, looked like an improved, um, decent, it's it's a good type. I don't know where it's going to end up. If it finds a soft track, it's surely going to be winning something. Um, Crone, uh, you know, close to top very well. Uh, Tricky Girl seemed to held her condition. I was a bit worried that she she was very forward first up, but she, she seemed to um, hold her condition. Uh, you know, um, Sweet Deal walks around like 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 it's hard, like it's on Prozac or something. It's uh, very, very more than relaxed, and it, it's raced well. So I thought that was very disappointing, her run. Um you know the map and everything sort yeah. of suggested that she'd she'd run a bit better than she did, but I think Ice Bath jumped too well. Sherry's you know got got had real issues, um, you know, finding a spot, and I thought its run was full of merit. Quick word on Bams on Fire because obviously the market didn't necessarily have too much of a, an idea there. A bit 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 toey, bit flighty in the yard at top. I can't see it going anywhere. All it did was blow up the the horse. You know, it just caused Ice Bath problems. It was just a pest. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mark Sheen, uh, running through the guy, Walter, what did you find was a run with merit? Um, merit, well, uh, sweet deal disappointing. First up 1,400 metres, maybe a bit of soft uh, track with the 1,400 uh, combination of that, but she looked great in the yard. Um, I'm disappointed I missed Crone. She ran a great section of winning at the Gold Coast on review, and I should have picked that up before the race, not after the race. It doesn't help you, does it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to make of these. I was a bit disappointed with Emeralds. I thought she'd go a bit better. Maybe she wants a little bit further. She was making ground late. Um, no, all honours with the winner, really. Mark Roden, run us through your thoughts going into the race because obviously Crone was a smaller uh, bet for yourself. But uh... Yeah, I just, oh, well, I had picked up on those sectionals yeah. in the Gold Coast win. Um, and I'm, yeah, I've done no harm on the race because I, I saved on her. My main bets were Tricky Gull and the Mighty Bands on fire. But. Um, yeah, managed to save the furniture. Uh, just looking at the hunting form data this morning, she's 
run big uh, last 600 figures previously when she's done no work herself or in, in slower run races than this. But in this race, which is a, a higher grade than she's um, usually contested in Queensland, she's run much faster than the 600, yet still run the big last 600, which is a great sign. And so she'll be she'll be right in uh, races of this um, class throughout the autumn, I would think. Yep. She beat Classique Legend, didn't she, as a three-year-old? Was that the day the Classique Legend was... Um... Uh, they had a very wide run there. I think it was Golden Slipper Day when they were three-year-olds. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spot on. Right in Sydney. Yeah. Five, five units. Classic <laughs> legend. Oh, that was the, the Derby Munro. <laughs> only had five units on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the Kieran McAvoy special. Oh, God, I was hurting after that. That's a, that's a Rob Scurry race, that one, the Derby Munro. Crone defeated Wild Planet and Classic Legend. Five lengths to poise to strike in fourth. Um, okay, the, the main event, Chipping Norton, Group 1, 1600. Very elegant, which is just really good. Uh, and obviously one of the other favourites that saluted on the day. Defeating Colette and Avilius, flashing home, the old mate. Uh, they've gone even here, 1.4 lengths fast to the 600. Rob, run us through some of your old favourites. Uh, look, I'm a bit dirty on myself here. I've kind of gone map over, suited over, over yard, um, and I've had a little bit on um, Colding, uh, who I thought looked presented perfect waller. Um, the the winner had improved. Uh, God, she's a good good horse. Parades like a real um, professional. How, how could I miss my old man, uh, Vilius? He had a soft track. I'm dirty. I, I didn't send it at a, a place or you know, one by three on him. He 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 was suited. He looked great. Um, Colette didn't look as good as she did first up to me, so that made me sort of want to play. I thought there was a little bit of a hole, but to lose on the race for the subs was, was very disappointing. Exciting race to watch. Um, don't know what we can really learn from it. Be interested in, in all this data and sectional stuff. Yeah. Mark, Shane, what are you learning from this race? Well, um, they went a lot quicker than I thought they would. Mm. I, I thought they'd just absolutely walk here, but... Um... Well, look, I think they averaged the first 638 first up, admittedly on a wetter track, but the average here about 36 for the first 600. So it was a much quicker race than I anticipated, and I think that's obviously helped the winner uh, get into a better spot and get into a better rhythm. Um, I think Colette was probably ridden a little bit too warm considering the pattern of the race had to sit in the death, and I agree with Rob. She did not look anywhere near as well as she did first up. So she might be the one who can bounce back off this run and um, ridden a little bit quieter because uh, I don't think facing the breeze is her spot. Okay. Uh, Rob, just quickly on Master of Wine, how did he look first up? I could, couldn't have it. Um, another reason I was keen to bet in the race, I think I even made the point, I think can't have was the comment. Just yep. just a bit heavy, a bit sweaty, a bit, 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 bit flighty, you know, these are professional, you know, you, you've got horses like, you know, the, the first three I tipped, like Colding, work, walk perfectly, very elegant, walk perfectly. Avilius looked fantastic. So, yeah, I just, yeah, couldn't have it. I don't know what to make of the horse. Okay. Mark Roden, for yourself, watching the replay, going through the data, what have you found? <clears throat> uh, I think that was their chance to beat very elegant. Um, again, totally agree with what Mark said about the pace, that that's what's given her a chance. If it wasn't the walk, front and counter, that most of us thought it would be, and uh, so it was a different race. Uh, I wonder if the market knew that or whether the market was just reacting to Colette's poor parade because it was just all one-way traffic in the last five minutes for the winner, and it, it was Colette drifted, and Colding was pretty solid. Um, I think that was their chance. 
because she's got another level in her, and most of these don't, I would suggest, except perhaps Avilius on a wet track. And, you know, he's old enough to drive now anyway, so whether he's <laughs> capable of going to another level this trip, I don't know. But, um, yeah, that, that was probably their chance. So it's probably left to an international to knock off Fury Elegant with an innings game. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll have a look at the group one for the three-year-old fillies. The surround stakes over 1,400, and Forbidden Love was just dominant. Um, I think that's the fifth win she's had, and seemingly... From memory, all of them seem to be at odds, but uh, very fast here for the class to the 600, 8.6 links fast, so uh, you needed to be one of those horses just getting the smother behind the speed, and she was certainly that. Uh, Rob, three-year-old fillies, your wheelhouse, run us through them. Usually my wheelhouse, but not this year. I can't get near them. Um, I, I thought the toppy looked excellent, Montefilia, um, yep. but it, it plotted really plotted um, home like a like a looking for 2400 meters um, maybe the Oaks against this lot it can win but I think that'll be its last group one win um, my, my old girlfriend Dame Giselle she was, she was a bit too toey you know I've seen her walk around much more professional but she looked she looked ready to go um, the every rose it looked like it improved a bit um, and again, I, I said to Mark, uh, he said, what's one you, you couldn't have? And I said, oh, oh if, you, if I must say something, forgotten love. That looks looks really toey, bit sweaty. Um, yeah, mark, mark it down from the yard. Shut in by five lengths. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why I love this game. You can be a genius one minute and then an idiot the next. Um, Celsaville, uh, still got improvement to come. Decent type. Uh, Mir Miraval, I don't know. You know, I've never made a cracker out of that, but she always takes my eye okay. Mark Sheen yeah Mark Sheen what are you thinking out of this uh, yeah look I, I backed uh, Forbidden Love at the Gold Coast I cut out on it on Saturday just because I couldn't let it go around without me but um, the, the Gold Coast run still got me scratching the head because she'd had a group one form in Melbourne against the Phillies and Mares so mm. this was back to her you know her good form but uh, it was hard to pick off that last run and even a trial when she came back she Looked okay, but nothing flashed. But she's absolutely brained them here. Great ran Vangelic was never on the track. Got into an awful spot. Uh, Montefilia, well, once it got left, it was was uh, a job too far for it. Um, as Rob said, ran on like a plodding stayer, and just might want 2,000 now. Probably had a dream finding it on top. Um, away from that, no, I don't want to be on anything. Yeah, I, th I thought the pure splits without. Consulting the replay for Montefilia was actually okay. Um, but, yeah, obviously the margin's probably the key point there. Mark Roden? Well, maybe she wants 2,000 now. Yeah. yeah. Okay for further. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for yourself, Mark Roden, you, you found a couple here. Obviously, the market sort of came with you with Montefilia. Um, yeah. 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 Well, my thinking was all around the pace, and we, we got the pace, but yep. not the performance. So, we were half right. Um yeah, uh, just looking at the winner, um, now her three or four best runs now have all come in really hot speeds, not yep. just good tempos, really fast um, paces, and that's what she got on Saturday. Midfield, about four or five lengths off the lead, just the absolute the ideal spot, so she's gone to her very best. Um, maybe that's what half would run down at the Gold Coast. I mean, that, that was run at an okay pace, but nothing like what we saw on Saturday. She really needs them to tear along to, to go to that, to, to fly like she did on Saturday Exactly right. Okay, uh, race eight was just benchmark 88 over 2,000. Yonkers at odds, off the even tempo, uh, has knocked off Realm of Flowers and Great House, uh, but probably the story of this race was Sky Lab 
before we jump into that, Rob, how do you think the top couple paraded here? I, I had Skylab from Realm of Flowers, um, so it's, it's been a hurtful race for me. Um, I think Skylab looked like he improved. He's got a real professional attitude in the yards. Um, again, this great house very, gets very sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Northern Hemisphere horse maybe hasn't you know adapted to the, the climate, but he didn't look any worse than he looked when he bolted in at Rose Hill. Um, yeah, and Realm of Flowers, um, the, the toppy soldier of love is, is always catching my eye. But, you know, um, I didn't think it ran too bad at 60 to 1. But, yeah, uh, Yonkers were on first up. Um, big in condition again still. Um, probably can run well again. But I think we're going to talk about the ride um, from Robbie Dolan, or at least Mark Roden is. <laughs> Take it away, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, don't want to stick the boots into him, but he was... Yeah. Like, Tommy Barry and then Rachel King really did put him where they wanted him in the first 400 metres. Whereas Great House looked a little bit... I, don't know, I think Great House was restrained out of the gates. They were just going back because it had drawn a bit wider. But there was just no intent from um, Dolan on Skylab at all. He was just sort of flopped out of the gates, happy to be there. But then he wanted to be in the running line and Tommy wasn't having any of that. He said, off to the fence with you. And then uh, he, then he sat behind... Uh, Barry sat behind him on Great House, but then Rachel King took over on Dame Kerry just... Putting him in there, then he had to try and make his run through the field. Now, I'm not going to say it's cost him the race because he wasn't sensational through the line, but it's cost him... He certainly didn't have every chance, put it that way. Yep. Uh, Mark Sham, Skylab's been one of yours so far this prep. Are you, you following next start? Yeah, well, uh, even from the 1600, it um, it didn't look pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah. He just got uh, pushed in there, as Mark said, by Tommy Berry, up against the fence. And the horse, uh, being an immature three-year-old, just wanted to over-race a little bit. Didn't quite settle as well as last start. Don't know if he went any good. Don't know if he went super. He didn't get a lot of room in the straight. I think he would be much better winding up down the outside. So I'll, I'll give him one more go. But, um, you know, I would have just liked to see him flash a little bit better there late. But, um, as I said, we'll give him another go. Yonkers, uh, wide last start, got a better run there and got a bit held up at the top of the straight and still picked himself up. So not a bad win. But, um, yeah, I think it all revolves around Skylab. Great house still looked, as Rob said, um, a bit sweaty and probably hasn't adapted quite yet. OK. Now we'll touch on race nine as well, the benchmark 88 over 1,200. Uh, very slow race, 9.3 length slow to 600. But, Rob, uh, you were taken with this former uh, Hong Kong horse, Lena's hero. More than taken. I, I was wrapped with it. I thought I'd found something here. <laughs> and um, when I saw uh, Nash with the spurs on, I thought, this this, this is this is something. I found something. So um, jumped the gates well. Um, and then it was just a horror show from there. I don't know why he's pulling it back. Maybe that's the Chris Waller way on, on a wide gate go back. That's what we usually think. But um, if... If he has his time over again, Nash, he, he's, he's going to be three wide on the speed, or maybe even he'll, he'll get a spot because, um, yeah, the, the field sort of breaks up a little bit. Um, what makes it worse, I was on bound to win as, as a chop out. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I, I might have found my, my new year-long prince here. This horse is, has got maybe a, a, a Group 1 race in him, and um, I probably won't be on him. But I think it's the run of the meeting. Um, in terms of a black book and a horse to follow on type and what he's put done on the track. Mark Sheen, the horse obviously had some level of form uh, coming from Hong Kong. It uh, had been in some some handy enough races, but did a lot of uh, its ladder racing at Happy Valley? 
Yeah, look, he'd had a couple of trials in Australia and, and gone a bit keen in both of them, so I'm not sure what the instructions were with uh, Nash to try and find cover and get him to settle, maybe. But, uh, you know, if he'd pinged out and gone outside the lead, he probably wins the race. Uh, I was on as a cat, well-named, uh, <laughs> and bound to win. So I didn't have much luck with Robbie there the last two races. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the pain of it. Uh, Mark Roden, uh, your thoughts on race nine? Yeah, I just, I was surprised they tried to drag this horse back because um, it had been ridden so aggressively in its last trial. Mm. You know, I, I tried to do a map, I did the map for the race, that's off their stats, and his, his racing style overseas seemed to be mid or back or something, so I just put him there. Then I watched his last trial and said, oh, this could easily go forward. Uh, and the way it jumped, it should have. Um, but no, uh, they had other ideas and we all saw what happened. Yep, exactly right. Okay, that brings us to the end. Uh, we'll get some horses to follow from each of you. Rob, I'll start with yourself. Some horses to follow out of the yard. Uh, Lena's Hero in the last there. I, I think, it, I don't know where, but I, I think it's it's got a very good race in it. Um, I think four moves ahead. The, the filly is, is, is still got improvement in it and, and shouldn't be underestimated. Okay. Mark Sheen, a couple of horses to follow for yourself. Yeah, bound to win. Um, I think she's back on track. She had a flat preparation last time after missing the start badly and had a very tough run at her first start, and then she was a bit flat after that. But um, uh, considering the pace of the race in the last, I thought she's done an amazing job to only be narrowly beaten. And I think four moves ahead can only improve. Um, had a setback going to the race, raced on a hot speed and still kept going. I think she's a very good feeling. Okay, so that's two for four moves ahead. Uh, Mark Roden, are you joining the, the duo there? Um, I, I hadn't actually noted it down, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I thought its win was terrific. Um, Prona, I think, established herself as better than everyone thought, and mm -hmm. now competitive with this grade. Uh, I like. Uh, I, I didn't mention that, but alongside Creadiris, I thought also Antiv's run was pretty good in that um, in race four, and not in this class, but maybe back to a Wednesday, the um, the thing Centro Storico from I think it was race two, um, made good ground. Um, from a long way back. Okay, very good. Uh, the week ahead, what have we got? We've got Kembla Grange Tuesday, Warwick Farm Wednesday, Newcastle Friday, and then Hawkesbury and Randwick on Saturday. So Mark Roden, just, you know, your standard week, but without the Friday night at Canterbury. No, what a shame. I won again at Canterbury on Friday night. It's a, yeah, crying shame that season's ended. I've never had a bad word to say about it, as you know. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Uh, Mark Shan, the you've got the Randwick Guineas and the Canterbury Stakes this Saturday. Yes, uh, so we'll get to see the three-year-olds again with uh, with Aegon, if he can back up that um, Hobartville win. Uh, it was a pretty dominant display against the, the locals, so he obviously will be hard to beat again if he can repeat that. Yeah, exactly right. And, uh, Rob, you'll be looking forward to this weekend probably as much as any other, I'd imagine. Yeah, mate. Um, you know, Pelts are going for six out of six at Randwick. Um, might get $8.00. Um, and just a reminder to get your tickets for the, uh, you know, the, the big races coming up there, Mark Sheen. Um, I think they're out today for the uh, Randwick Carnival. I'll be there, mate. Actually, the two-year-old race is going to be the defining uh, race for the slip of favouritism on Saturday. We've got uh, Profiteer, Stay Inside and Remark all clashing. Hey. Uh, so what it's going to be a, a beauty. Right. Perfect. Uh, we'll be joining later in the week to preview it. So until then, guys, uh, thanks for your time and we'll catch you then.